Welcome to this Joe show. In the exciting conclusion to his story, Brian talks about following God into leadership and his convictions about heaven, finances, and making himself and his resources available to God. force your way into leadership you're recognized. I'm content with being called into leadership or what I was doing already. Either way, I still get to serve God. There's been a lot of time since you became a Christian and now. How did you, obviously you made the decision to receive Christ. How did you make the decision to really start following Christ and make it a big part of your life? Or was that always part of the decision? It's definitely been a big growing process. When I received Christ, you know, that that fire doesn't, in your heart, doesn't continue to burn with that zeal as when you first receive Christ. It doesn't continue. Eventually, you got to decide, like, yes, I want to I want to continue serving the Lord and, and finding ways that I can serve him. And, uh, you know, one, one of the, the things that has always intrigued me was we're meeting uh, the, the whole home church model of our church. Uh, I thought it was, uh, I really aspired to like want to teach. I thought that the idea of being able to like study something that you're really interested in and being able to present it to people and is really cool. And I, I always had a, a desire and a goal to want to like lead a home church. I did get to teach a few home churches. and I remember we taught home church together one time in the park in Cuyahoga Falls. And I don't remember what we taught. I do remember, yeah. Who knows, five or six years ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah, but but yeah, uh, I think that was about when I started to get more into the whole wanting to try teaching and and pairing up with with people to, Mm -hmm. to to try to teach part of a teaching getting practice at it. I think some some things that had a big impact on me was uh, the basic doctrine class and the LTC classes. You're a home church leader, right? Yeah. Yes. And you're teaching and you're doing all these things. Unlike the outside looking at you, you don't strike someone as yeah. somebody who would be the leader and the teacher mm-hmm. at first. You yeah. know, you're very soft-spoken. and I never uh, envisioned myself as uh, being a big leader as it's more like who was chosen as a leader, recognized as a leader and asked to, to, to step into leadership. What did you think about that? As you start to faithfully take steps for the Lord and do those things, then people are asking you to take more steps. What do you think yeah. about all, all that when that's happening? It's very difficult just being an introverted person. I'm, I'm very, one, I'm very introverted and two, I'm anxious. So there's that struggle. You know, if that's where the the Lord wants me, then try to give it my best. I mean, for one, Brian is is the kind of person that when he has something he wants to do, he follows through with it. He talked a little bit earlier about he downloaded an audio Bible and he listened to it straight through, you know, Bible cover to cover. You know, there's nothing getting his in his way. I've thought about trying to do that, and I get through like a book or two and. I'd lose interest or go do something, the next thing. And that's not Brian. And, and same with, you know, the addition that he built onto mm-hmm. his house. You know, he got in his mind 
that he wanted to buy a certain house and he wanted to make sure there was enough room to be able to add on to it because he wanted to build an addition so it could be a place for home churches to meet. I mean, he designed the whole thing himself. He did a lot of work to actually build the thing. You know, I remember him uh, leveling the ground for the foundation and you know doing all this kind of stuff. You know, riding to work and he'd be talking about rebar and I-beams and, you know, whatever, just because he's excited about it and he wants to do it and he's so focused on it. And so here we are, 2019, and Brian's got, you know, a beautiful home with this ginormous addition um, that, you know, at one point there were, what, two home churches meeting there? Plus beta. Plus, yeah, plus uh, high school ministry group were meeting there. And none of those groups was Brian even a part of. And I don't think he was even home for a lot of those events uh, that were Mm -hmm. uh, being held at at his home. Another thing I can think of was with giving. You know, I I remember Mandy praying, praying for Brian to want to have like a heart to give. I think it might have been an LTC class or something else. We were reading um, K.P. Yohanan's book. I don't remember the title of it, but you want to talk about? Well, let's let's get into that. So the one of the big things that was pretty life life changing for me was this idea of uh, our our church often talked about this idea of missions and sponsoring missionaries and and stuff one of those one of the things that were mandy and i were in portage towers at the time and i remember reading a book called revolution world missions by kp johanan after i read it, it it really changed my whole attitude about finances and money and giving it all kind of clicked at how how wealthy we are in this nation why not help out missionaries it's relatively inexpensive to be able to provide them food so they can do full-time mission work and it's like oh my god that's that's amazing that's easy way to serve the lord whether it's sponsoring a missionary or sponsoring a child you know a little bit of giving can go a long way mm-hmm. but back to the uh, the addition is funny because at this point i've been living in portage towers for about four or five years at this point you know when we moved in the previous owner burned something on the stove and they ended up revamping the whole place so it had nice carpeting new carpeting and everything and i'm like you know i can live in this one bedroom apartment for the rest of my life but mandy didn't seem to agree she wanted, really wanted to get a house, start a family, and oh, we could upgrade to a two-bedroom here at Portage Towers. It's great here, you know. It's <laughs> some issue happens, a blind falls off and breaks. They I'll call them up. They, they take care of it. Yeah, you give them a call at work. I was on good terms yeah. with the office. Occasionally, but, they'll come in and drink a beer or two, but other than that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been known to happen. Other than that, it's a pretty sweet setup. Yeah. But event, eventually what ended up happening was there's a, a big uh, three-week government furlough that happened. And that was, what, 20, uh, it was, we'll say it's like 2013 or something. And anyway, I'm, I'm home, I'm, I'm, I'm bored. I'm like, I, I, didn't, I never explored the housing market ever. I, you know, I got nothing else to do. I'm home, give it a look on Zillow and look online at houses and, and what's... So I end up firing up the, the the computer and going online there, and the first house I see is it's the one I'm living in now. I'm That's how Brian's life works. Yeah. First oh, no, woman no. he ever dates, boom. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I, I go back to like. Okay. Listen, I'm going to just keep coming after this house until I get it. So you might as well just give it to me. Yeah. You know, I, I always aspire to want to one day uh, be able to lead, uh, lead a, a home church, you know, lead it from my house. So let's, my, when I grew up, my dad bought a, a colonial Ryan home, built a big, it was a, a 16 by 20 foot addition on his uh, family room or living room, whatever you want to call it. And when we were growing up as kids, it was a really nice room. I'm like, I'm going to buy, a, I decided in my mind when I was looking at houses, I'm going to try to buy a Ryan home that's nice and square and boxy because it's super simple to put an addition on mm-hmm. these things. And so I find one. I did not realize that your dad had built an addition. Okay. Yeah. yeah so, so it was like you knew it could be done. Yeah, the, the the main reason why I have an addition on my house is because my dad did it, and I it wanted done. to do it. Okay, cool. Yep, learned from my dad. I was scouting all these houses, and I was able to easily rule out the things that I didn't want based on Google Street View and Google Aerial View, and I could visualize everything. It's wintertime. The, the housing market's pretty dead. Nobody's really buying anything. Nobody's really looking. This is... I, I did end up, I guess, buying at the bottom of the, the market. I didn't realize yeah, it at the you time. Did. Yeah, we moved in uh, January of 2014. I remember it was very snowy. Yes. I shoveled yep. your driveway. Yeah, you helped. Uh, yeah. And helped he had your... like a million lamps. Yeah, you had a million <laughs> lamps. Yeah. You did, you son of a bitch. <laughs> All those lamps. <laughs> I still get shit like, to this day about yeah, those lamps. Yeah, an entire U-Haul full of lamps. Full of lamps. One load. Yeah. We go out and look at, at this house, me and Mandy, this is during the furlough. Yeah, I think this is the house I want, you know. And so we got a realtor. We went and look, looked at it. The realtor suggested, well, you should go look at like 15 or 20 other houses just so that you can know for sure that you really want this one. So we did that, and we still really wanted and against the advice of like his uncle and his yeah. dad and whoever else, yeah. like oh this other house just down the street, it everything was like modernized. It was like brand Ooh, new air conditioner, windows. water heater, everything, um, much better shape. But Brian was like, no, I want this one. Yeah, it's like the location and the the yard. I we ended up buying a house, and then uh, short right after we moved in, I put my AutoCAD skills to work that I learned from a class I learned in college. I started drawing up uh, addition plans and submitting them to the zoning and city for permits, you know, and going before the city council and explaining, you know, this is what I want to do. You know, got, all, got those approvals and uh, uh, broke ground in uh, uh, July. Ended up uh, building an addition, and uh, it was really cool. It was When it was finished, it was so cool one getting to open that space up to all these meetings it was just privilege of being able to serve in that way i was it's really cool to be able to i like i'm i'm more of a i like to serve behind the scenes but it was also really cool to see all the friends in the body helping to make it come together and in building and carrying beams in yeah, through the front I door carrying that yeah. beam in. Yeah, <laughs> it was cool. Burl Covan with his concrete skills. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. From my perspective, but a lot of people talk about using their home to serve the Lord, and a lot of people do. We know a lot of people who do that for sure. But mm-hmm. you have done that. You built 
that edition and it's been used hundreds and hundreds of times for that purpose like nick said even when you're not home i've been to your house mm-hmm. to use it so it's pretty awesome so another aspect hey going on this like once brian gets locked in on something uh he carries it through to the end uh more recently brian has been very intrigued and interested in um end times I was just going to say end times. End times. He loves the end times. <laughs> but also, he's been been getting into studying heaven yeah. also, um, which has been really sweet because you know, we, we had that retreat where Brian had given a teaching on heaven, which was really awesome, just yeah. kind of laying out you know exactly why we should be excited about mm-hmm. it. And then shortly after, actually, I think it was the week after that, his wife was supposed to teach a passage out of Matthew on the end times. And she was like... Matthew 24 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly, Matthew yeah. 24. And she was like, I don't even know what to talk about with this. And, you know, <laughs> Brian's like, you know what? Don't worry, baby, I got this. Yeah, chillax. <laughs> you know, chillax. <laughs> He's been studying that. It's something that excites him. He loves going through all the old prophecies and everything. Kind of funny, the origins of the whole, my interest in wanting to study heaven and I think it it starts from a little uh, argument Nick and I had in the, the car one day you might not know this but I think we we're talking about we we're on our way to work in early morning so you guys know. still carpool to work we do that's freaking Brian, Craig. Craig Craig's part of the carpool yeah, yeah he, he lives just down the street it's pretty cool so you've been carpooling to work for like 13 years together yeah yeah, <laughs> and there's a time in there where Craig wasn't a part of the carpool. Oh, because he was living in Kent at the time, and so it would have been out of yeah. his way to come over to meet us. Too to go big to for the carpool. Too big. He was too big for the carpool. But now he's, <laughs> he's crawling back. He's humbled himself. Since uh, since Craig and I got married in 2017, we both moved to Highwood, not too far from Monroe Falls, where Brian is. So. We got the gang back together. Yeah, we, we're, so we're driving, me and Nick, one morning we're driving, uh, and I'm like, I don't know, something had sparked my, I was just thinking about, I wonder what heaven's going to be like. Hey, Nick, what do you, do you think there's going to be like, you know, streets of gold and lots of cool things to do? And, and I remember Nick's reply was sort of something to the likes of, you know, it doesn't matter what it's going to be like. <laughs> what the hell? But, uh, Who cares about heaven? That's <laughs> what I thought. It was, it was more like, nah, it was more like you know, all that matters is we're going to yeah. be with Jesus and with God. And, you know, it doesn't matter what the heavenly world looks like or whatever. Unbelievable, and, man. This fucking guy. It was like, guy, it, 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 You it, knew he was it, wrong right it, then. You just know he's wrong. It, 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 <laughs> it, it pissed me off. It, it felt like a dagger went through my heart. He said, you just got to be a good person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so at, at that point, I'm like... I've got to show it, this guy how yeah, it, I, I think if, if heaven's just going to be a, a little shack, I'm going to have a problem with yeah. that. So I, I, I be, <laughs> like Nick yeah, was, was one of the, the starters in... In wanting to study heaven was that little uh, little con- carpool conversation. Nice. But I'm glad I could motivate you. <laughs> another really funny thing that got me uh, studying heaven. I find this kind of funny is that uh, you know you know so David Kyle from Fellowship. He can he can pretty he's the kind of guy that can pretty much get you excited about anything and get you to at least partake in because you know he's just 
that way you can do that. He uh, like grocery shop. Yeah, yeah. Like grocery shop. You haven't seen it's, this thing? You got to see this thing. Yeah, this <laughs> but, thing over here. It's but, the best thing. He would always call grocery shopping grocery hunting. Just made it seem that much more exciting. And then if you'd go with him, you know, he wants to buy everything in the store because it's so amazing. So David Kyle would try to get do these uh, like Sunday morning uh, animes. Like let's 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 get together Sunday morning and watch anime. It'll be so cool. This new anime is coming out. It's got uh, all these characters in it, and yeah, you know, it's going to be awesome. I've seen it, watched it like ten times already. I join along, and it, it was cool because we were you know we were bonding and hanging out. It was, it was fun to hang out with Dave. But eventually, the whole anime thing kind of grew on me. I mean, it's just I mean it's just cartoons. You know, it's like it's like at the time I'm like. Who, who watches cartoons these days or whatever but i think the idea of some of these animes have is like these it really brings out the fantasy and uh they get these like perfect like some of these artists that make these things come up with these like beautiful worlds and realms and they got all these characters interacting in this awesome place and seeing it in these various animes i'm like that's really cool i want i wish i was like in there as a character living there but like eternally because that seems so awesome and then i'm like oh i wonder if heaven is going to be kind of like that so it's kind of funny david kyle's getting me into anime getting me into this idea of fantasy and thinking like oh there's maybe there's something beyond this this world that's really exciting at that point i'm like if it is it's got to be heaven so at that point i began really going into a deep dive studying the the idea of heaven since then so what has it been like to be leading a home church leading a family having a home church meet at your house that sort of thing it's it's really cool it's uh when you do it you know week after week i mean it's not the the easiest thing but you know it can a little bit it can be taxing but it's also really awesome at the same time uh being able to you put that on you know you get home from work and first thing you gotta do is get the kids ready put them down get everything set up for uh home church get get everything ready has anyone ever muddied your carpet and you were like fuck this place <laughs> <laughs> well i've always been the i've always been the kind that i'm okay with a little bit of dirt and mud here and there yeah so what's it been like to i guess i'm just thinking about this from my perspective a little bit you know not only am i concerned about me making sure i'm headed in the right direction and i'm spiritual i'm concerned for my family and i i'm responsible for them but then as a home church leader you're also in some ways responsible for other people's well-being what's that been like when dylan my my first child was born before that is kind of like yeah i have no idea what this is going to be like i'm not really ready for this and and all that and then when uh dylan became a new member of my family i remember holding him in the the uh the hospital there and you know at that point everything changed like things just got real i'm now responsible for this little baby i gotta figure out how to raise this little guy up be a man and also provide for him and having the kids has been very uh very sanctifying for me vacate going on vacation is a lot different it's not about you right it doesn't seem like vacation so much as yeah (laughs) yeah, it's how you used to have vacation yeah instead of calling it uh taking vacation i call it taking leave it's different you know it's it's like okay, it's about 
Yeah, the the kids having a good time and bring it almost like serving them. Yeah, they're se, getting you know? to have experiences yeah. for the first time that right. um, they haven't had. That can be hard work for you then. Yeah, I don't want to go swimming. I want to sit here. Yeah. The water's cold. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that sort of thing. With Dylan, it's more the less. You know, I just want to stay in the pool and never get out. You know. <laughs> Well, what advice would you have, Brian, for somebody who, because I think you alluded to this, you weren't, in some ways you aspired to be a teacher and be a leader, but you like to work behind the scenes. You worked behind the scenes faithfully for many years and then kind of were recognized like, hey, you're faithful and were made a deacon and became a home church leader. What advice would you have to somebody who aspires to be a servant, to be a leader, you know, to be that, that sort of person? For me, it's, it's like realizing that you, you know, you don't force your way into leadership. You're recognized for already leading. I'm content with either being called into leadership or doing what I was doing already. Either way, I still get to serve God. Yeah, I guess, uh, I guess I mean, I don't take like my identity with the leadership title. Obviously, if there's a person that could do a much better job than me i'm gonna support them if not i'm gonna do my best to uh, at least try despite my uh, imperfections my introvertedness i think that's really cool like um your attitude is like i might not be the best at this but i just want to serve people if there's people that need help need my help i'm willing to serve them if there's people that are better than this at me i'll I'll serve them too but i Mm -hmm. just want to serve yeah i think that's really cool i mean if if i uh you know if i got called to step down i would still find you know a way sure. to serve you know if i don't want to be rooted in that identity of like yeah i'm a, some sort of leader big shot or something you yeah know, it's just well it sounds like you're not doing it for the recognition yeah you're doing it because yeah. you want to do it there's two sides of it some people can be like they want the recognition and that sort of thing a lot of people will do well i'm not qualified i'm not the smartest i'm not a good teacher i wouldn't know what to say and then they just don't do it so i do that a lot where Mm -hmm. i'm like well i just wouldn't know what to say or i wouldn't know what to do or i'm not the best candidate this other person should be doing it even though god's saying no i want you to do it and what i think is really cool about your story is you're saying well i don't i might not be the best candidate but god's telling me to do it so i'm gonna do it i think maybe early on too i part of my uh motivations for being a leader were were for that title and stuff but the things that have where that's begun to change is my in my when you study like heaven and end times you know where things are headed it's like viewing this world as kind of like more of a rescue mission as opposed to like building a a title all that's rooted because I know that I studied heaven. I know that's going to be in the details of it and what Revelation says about it, that I know it's going to be freaking awesome. And because (laughs) of that, it's like, I digress a little bit, but when I've also been on a Dave Ramsey kick, I've been listening to all his stuff. He's a big uh, financial guy coming from a Christian Proverbs perspective. But one of the things he said is this idea of being able to uh, delay pleasure for a little while so that you can, being able to, to uh, delay pleasure basically. And I, it's kind of how I view this idea of with my studies of like heaven and end times stuff is knowing that really coming to terms of the temporary nature of everything 
realizing when you realize that how messed up everything is that titles and things like that and mean mean nothing really uh it's it's all about um you know wanting to serve the lord he's gonna reward us in the end he's a good god that wants to reward his children and as we should look forward to those rewards so whatever that means whether it's being a leader not being a leader having stepping down from leadership or or whatever it may be all that really matters is uh you know are we winning people convincing people to come to know the Lord and so you know that's really all that it's taken me a long time to come to that point but that's kind of the way I feel we realize the the volatility of life and how fragile everything is I've that's part of reasons for my anxieties is not having any control but you know in heaven we don't have to worry about that so it's like I'm gonna serve to the best capacity that God has given me I know that he'll uh, uh, do that. He'll look forward to maybe being awarded by God, you know. kept mentioning getting stepped out of leadership. Is there something we don't know? mentioned a lot. Oh, no, no, no. I guess. You said that a lot, actually. (laughs) There's something you want to reveal. No, no, no. No, He's got one foot out there. You want to get ahead ahead of it? If you you guys want to take me out, it's fine. (laughs) It's very difficult being a, you know, it's a struggle being a phlegmatic and introverted, anxious person it's just uh it's not something that comes naturally to me you know it's uh is a a struggle uh being a leader it's uh relying on uh the lord hell yeah in that way god's able to use your weakness yeah for his power where you realize i am deficient i am an introvert i don't have the natural talents and skills i've got to do this on the lord's power yeah and in that way it ends up being a lot more powerful than yeah Somebody who thinks they're qualified and skilled and can just do it on their own. The Lord can work through somebody like you who's putting their faith and trust in Him versus somebody who's relying on their own abilities and strengths. It's much much better articulated than I... (laughs) (laughs) That's why I'm here, I guess. (laughs) Any uh, final thoughts, Kevin? Yeah, I just want to thank um, Audible.com for sponsoring this podcast. (laughs) Um, Audible.com, your home for all audiobooks. Use promo code Joe Show for one free audio book at checkout. All right. Sign it out. Sign I've been out. sitting on that for like half an hour. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I've never been. It was my first time ever like being like no, I love it. like this. So I, that I, was I great. Yeah, I, you did I, fine. I, no, it was I, like, great. I'm like, is he gonna have enough material? No. Was, was it all? No, I get hooked on like I just want to have a certain person on. You are the person that I wanted to have on because I think you have a good story and I think your story is encouraging to a lot of people. You're kind of a man of mystery, right? Yeah. But you're also, people realize, okay, he's an introvert, whatever, mm-hmm. but you're faithful and you're serving the Lord. And I think people see that and admire that. And it's a, a good example mm-hmm. for people who think, well, I'm not blank or I'm not whatever, yeah. but you don't need yeah. to be because you just put your trust in the Lord. And if the Lord says, follow me, then you follow him mm-hmm. and he's the one that's going to do it. So I think it's a good story for people to hear. I didn't realize you guys were still carpooling. See, so actually, Brian is the guy who keeps it alive. Craig and I, we could do without the carpool and just go on our own and do our own thing. But Brian is like the carpools are. It's true. I send out the nightly text, quote, carpool tomorrow. Uh, driving for me, I, I hate it. With all my being, it's uh, it takes a lot out of me. So there's a little bit of selfishness in what there is. Carpool. Right, there definitely fire up the is. Microphone. But, yeah. 
<laughs> in the morning, I'm just a horrible person. Like John Fish and I used to drive to work, and he'd be like wanting to talk and in a good mood. And I'm like, I don't want to be in a good mood right now. Why are you talking to me? So it can be hard. So I just, I think yeah. that that's great that you guys do that because it's just in 13 years. That definitely mm. is like a, a fleshly time for me usually in the morning driving to work where I'm just like in a miserable mood. But the three of us are like introverts. So usually it's mostly quiet and we've been trying to listen to something okay. yeah. together, but we don't really have much tendency to want to. I was a talk. sophomore in high school when you guys started carpooling together. Holy Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Just a twinkle in your yeah. mother's eye. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. It actually is kind of draining to me, I think, to carpool. <laughs> like, because when I have people around me, I feel like I have to interact with them. It's much more enjoyable for me to drive alone, turn on a podcast or something I want to listen to. I guess that's what I was getting yeah. at. Too. Why do you like, think that is? Just I mean, the presence of someone. Being around, like, you're two of your best friends is that's time to, de- to decompress that's like the good stuff yeah but i feel like we need to be talking about something and doing something meaningful i would think about and that I, doesn't if really I, were you, I, would, me. I would consider why you think that is rather than just why you can't just relax and have a good time with your friends i don't know i mean as a introvert i think i just need to have time alone and i don't really get that anymore you know, it's like I'm with these guys going to and from work. I got people around me all day at work. And then when I get home, I've got yeah. Georgia wanting attention. And so it's like... Go for a run after work. Well, I, just Nick. Well, I need that as an introvert, just not with my hands on the steering wheel and my foot on the accelerator, you know? <laughs> just put your headphones in when they drive yeah. you to work. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean, Nick. Yeah. I definitely, I recharge my batteries by having alone time. And that time to and from work is that right at times even though i i liked driving to work with john and neil wonderchuck i think i've struggled with that just feeling guilty you know like the carpool is a good thing you know it is time to be with these guys and i think part of why i feel guilty too is that don't feel like we're taking advantage of that time you know relationally or whatever so it's like we redeem the time by listening to things but sometimes like whatever we're listening to isn't the thing that I want to be doing. I've got other things I want to work on, whether it be like sometimes I'll use that time to read and study for a teaching or, you know, I've got books or something that I'm working on reading. And so I'll read those. So we've been marching through an audio Bible, like doing the uh, chronological. The chronological, yeah. yeah. So we've been like doing that together, but it's like, I don't really want to listen to that right now. I got a teaching I need to study for. My mind's elsewhere. I like to go where my mind wants to go at the time rather than being constrained to whatever everyone else is doing you've been on your phone this whole time what's so interesting that's on not your phone? accurate actually what's so interesting on that yeah, that's not ac- i think like, this is the first joe show without the the horn thing five percent of the time what's maybe. so interesting on your phone kevin why don't you tell i've been texting your mom the whole night why don't you <laughs> <laughs> i can't get enough good show good show if it seems like a disaster, I don't know. We <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just like just like what you're describing with uh, your spiritual walk. Certainly there's other more qualified people, and maybe we could have done a better job. I think I've been pleasantly surprised. It's almost like teaching. 
Mm-hmm. I We're think like, it's going to be great. There's some times like, when you know, like, you, you've done a good teaching. Like, I know. Yeah. I know that was a pretty good teaching. There's sometimes I'm like, well, that wasn't so great. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm... And, I, I just, I struggle with being articulate. And then so. I almost stopped paying attention to how I feel about it. And I'm just like, you know, God's going to use it. And I've been pleasantly surprised as I edit it and put it together. I'm like, everyone that I've done, I'm like, this is amazing. People are going to love that. Yeah. Like, yeah. dude, 100%. Well, and I mean, like, some people are just more naturally entertaining and you know the the quiet introverts like us you're, you don't get that kind of content well you're not different. that's why people are gonna love it you're not from you guys. not an entertaining person brian i i enjoy talking did you say you're not not an entertaining person if that makes sense i used a sense. double negative no, intentionally it. not unentertaining yeah <laughs> <laughs> just with the people that, that Brian does talk to, they all love him. Brian's the kind of guy that, that grows on you. And I, I think Burl has, has said that, you know, <laughs> like acquired taste. when Burl first met Brian, he didn't know how to take him because, you know, he's so quiet. He doesn't know what Brian's thinking or whatever, yeah. but eventually you, Brian starts to, to warm up and open up to you a little bit. And then you're like, holy shit, this dude's great. No, I felt the same way. I actually had the same experience with Brian. When we're in home <laughs> church together, we were trying to meet up and I'm like, oh, I can't figure out this guy. I can never like talk to him about anything. What do I talk to Brian about? <laughs> trying so hard or whatever. And then finally, like we really started to get together and get to know each other. And I remember we were at Bellachino's and I was like, this is going so well. Finally, we're friends. We're like, I can, this can work, you know? And then you're like getting the text about going to like another home church. (laughs) Do you remember that? It was like that day I felt like this is going well. Me and this guy can be friends. We can, we can do this. Well, actually I'm getting this text about going to another home church. Isn't that how how it always works? And I get taken up in a whirlwind. Then then see you later. I I thought about sharing this. I don't know if your mic's still going or not. Oh man. This Uh, is where you get good stuff. This is where you get the good stuff, I'm afraid. But my first meeting of Brian. So this was freshman year. I'm going to breakfast with my roommate before physics class. And, you know, we get there. We're finishing up our our breakfast, getting ready to leave. It's like 10 till the class starts. And here comes Brian with his bowl of cereal. You know, plenty of open tables and whatever in the cafeteria. And he comes and he sits right in front of us. Like at our table as we're ready to, to pick up and go. Yeah. All right, whatever. You know, we feel obligated to stay there with Brian. Brian doesn't say a word. Nothing. He sits down and he starts scarfing down his cereal as quick as he can. Doesn't say a word. He finishes up. Still doesn't say a word. Love we like stand up. We go put our trays down and, and walk to class. I don't know if he ever actually said a word during that whole time. That was like my first introduction to Brian just like this awkward yeah. silent kind say, of moment I'm Brian. And eventually we'd start getting some words out of him but yeah. the first time it was just like well, that's sweet so, so like I, this guy. That. I mean that that is like endearing about you you wanted to eat with them you didn't even couldn't even say anything but you sat down right you know right. I, I have no recollection of this he's always a very smiley guy got like a, a warm presence about him that was the the start of our relationship all those years ago. I'm gonna shut it's it off for, for sure. These yeah. gingerbread cookies are perfect.
Thanks for listening. This Joe Show is me, Joe, and I was joined on today's episode by Brian Tomko, Nick Schiffer, and Kevin Baker. This episode was recorded in December 2019 in the house on Highwood Avenue with the Christmas lights. Our intro music is Folly of Youth by Semaphore, used under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International license. Do you remember your own name? Do you remember how you own Bams, your eyes? There were moments from that day There were moments from that year Recorded Written down Closing song is The Keeper of Histories by Defy Them All, used under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 4.0 license. Both songs can be found at freemusicarchive.org. Craig and I, we could do without the carpool and just go on our own and do our own thing, but Brian is like the carpools are. It's true. I send out the nightly text, quote, carpool tomorrow, and I wait for it's either a yes or a no, or a yes and a no, or a yes, yes, or a no, no. Getting every permutation in there. <laughs> yeah. So there's there's times where people can't, and then Or that's no fine. reply, no yeah. reply, yeah. or yes, oh. no reply, or no... Well, yeah, I, no I mean, there, there's times, I guess if I get a, a no-no, I'm like, oh, I man. I guess I gotta take the bus to work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll, like, I'll, like, go in early so I can leave a little early and stuff or, or whatever, but...